Accepting kindness. It is at times easier to offer kindness and to be on the giving end of kindness. But what about accepting kindness? So I want to share with you a personal story that has an amazing ripple effect just because I accepted a kindness in a very, very strange situation. On April 17, the last day of Passover, I survived the mass shooting. After the shooting, a week later, I get a call from Rabbi Moshe Kotlarski, who is the chairman of the Chabad Lubavitch movement. And he tells me that he got a phone call from a prosthetic specialist by the name of Shmuel Chefetz, who offered to make for you a prosthetic finger so that I could have a fifth finger that was severed by the terrorist replaced with a prosthetic. And he told me, I don't know if you're interested in that or not, but let me give you the phone number of this young man who wants to donate his services and give you back a finger that the terrorist took away. Honestly, a week after the shooting, I went through surgery and I wasn't re even in a mindset to even think about uh, replacing the finger. But it was that moment that I thought to myself, if someone wants to do me a kindness, why should I deprive them of that? For my own personal um, feelings at the time, I could have told Rabbi Moshe and say, uh, um, this is not for me, I'm fine, I'll survive without my two fingers, and it's okay, but tell him thank you. But something in me, an instinct in me, told me, if someone is offering you a kindness, accept it. Why deprive that person of a kindness? But I had no idea where this was going to lead. Upon my next trip to New York, I went to visit Dr. Chefetz at his prosthetic office in Canarsie, Brooklyn. I was so thrilled to meet him and I expressed my gratitude and thanks for him reaching out and offering to provide me a prosthetic finger. I did not share with him any of my reservations that, you know, I just felt it would be superfluous, I'll be fine, I'm so grateful to be alive, I'm so grateful no other part of my body was injured, but I did not share that with him. I, I continued with the same sentiment of God sent him to me to do something nice, something so ultralistic. Why should I deprive him of that? And he explained to me the process that we're going to have to wait for the finger to heal because of the surgery. It uh, took a long time to heal. After the healing, I'll have to come in for several visits of measurements and then they're going to have an artist put together a, uh, a, uh, 
a, a mold that's eventually going to be able to produce a life look prosthetic finger. And thus began an interesting journey that I would come to New York every uh, few weeks or every other month whenever I would travel to New York. I was traveling anyways. So after several um, consultations and meetings with Dr. Heifetz, um, he asked me, would it be okay if we could take a picture together, me and him, that he wants to post on the Linkabit account, that he's treating me as a patient. And I was so thrilled of this young man who is, uh, who's so kind to do this all as a volunteer that I said, absolutely. So he stood next to me, his partner took a picture of me holding up my fingers and him smiling next to me. And I figured that was just part of the journey. Eventually, I came for my final appointment where he introduced me to the prosthetic and it literally was an amazing accomplishment. It's so uh, reali realistically looking that it, it was just, he did a, such a beautiful job. And we took a follow-up picture. That picture went viral, that here is a young doctor who provided the rabbi who lost his finger in a mass shooting with a uh, prosthetic finger that, that's life-looking alike. This was August 2019. It's one of those moments in life that you remember what happens when it happens. Um, with my wife in our car in Brooklyn, when I get a phone call, and the phone call goes as follows. Rabbi Goldstein, my name is Mrs. Galperin. I cannot thank you enough. Because of you, my son has two prosthetic legs that for the first time he's able to walk. I cannot thank you enough. And I says, Mrs. Galperin, I don't understand. She says, talk to Dr. Shmuel Hefetz. He will explain everything to you. I just cannot thank you enough. Thank you. And she goes on to send me pictures of her young teenager, 14, 15 years old, who was for the very first time able to walk with two prosthetic legs and attend a summer camp for children with special needs and was able to partake in activities that he was never able to partake before. I still don't see the connection. I still don't understand what do I have to do with gaining prosthetic legs for this woman's son. And as a matter of fact, she said, that in about two weeks, my son will be finishing his camp session and he'll be in New York. And I says, gosh, I would love to meet him. It's still a mystery. What is the connection? All of a sudden, the picture starts to develop. The divine providence starts to come into focus. What happened here? This, the little boy, Laser Galpern, was five years old. 
some nine, ten years ago when he was in a terrible fire. 85% of his body was burnt. They were able to save him from the fire, but the doctors had little hope for his survival. 85% of his body was burnt. So much so that the Israeli doctors and the best trauma team fell short of being able to be optimistic about saving his life. A group of activists from America heard about the plight of this child, contacted the world's most renowned burn center, I believe either in Connecticut that was, and they chartered a private plane, they transformed it into an ICU, and little five-year-old Laser Galprin was flown to this burn center where he spent years in rehabilitation and curing. The amount of surgeries he went through, the amount of skin grafts he went through. In the process, he lost both of his legs and one of his hands, but they were able to nurse him back to life. However, to get him to walk was very challenging. They have tried so many different prosthetics. It just, his body would not fit. And he was wheelchair bound. Fast forward nine, ten years. When Shmuel Chefetz, the prosthetic artist, heard of Laser's plight many years before, he reached out to the activists who was overseeing Laser's recovery. And they respectfully declined his offer to help and saying that there is a great institute in Philadelphia who treats the world's greatest uh, prosthetic needs and he's getting the care he needs. And every time Dr. Chefetz would look an update on Laser and would see that he's struggling. And every time he would reach out to the activists and say, Rabbi Yitzhi, let me, let, let me try to fit him with prosthetics. And Yitzhi would say, Shmuel, you're a startup. You're young, you're new. He's going to the greatest and the most renowned um, artists who are trying to fit him with his prosthetics. And nothing that Shmuel can do can convince um, the activists to give him a, a try at it. Until June of 2019, when Shmuel Chefetz took the picture of him and I standing with my finger like this, and he posted it on his link a bit and social media. Yitzi, the head of the, of the activist team, saw the picture and said to himself, the rabbi who was just shot in this terrible terrorist attack from all the prosthetics specialty specialists he chose, he chose Shmuel Chefetz. He must be the one to go to. And Yitzi lifted up the phone 
and called the specialist Shmuel Chefes and said, you know, for years I have resisted your help. But after I saw how you helped Rabbi Goldstein recreating his missing finger, I would like you to take Laser Galprin on as a patient. We have tried so hard with all the different specialists around America, but nothing has been able to work. And sure enough, Laser flew in from Israel. He met up with Shmuel Chefetz in the same office that I went to. And they sized them up and they were able to come up with a prosthetic that actually worked for Laser. With those prosthetics, he was able to attend a camp in the Catskills of New York, Camp Simcha. And I saw the video and I had tears rolling down my eyes. Here is this youngster who at five years old suffered so much as finally has two feet that he could jump over haystacks, climb a ladder and do these camp activities that could have never been dreamt of. And it all happened because I agreed to have my finger replaced by Shmuel Chefetz. I think back on the story and I think about the serendipitous, the chain reaction and its benefit that from a mass shooting in Poway affected the 15-year-old in Israel. My loss of a finger gave two feet to 15-year-old Lazar Galprin. This is such an incredible development of trying to understand why I survived the shooting, why I lost my fingers. There are still so many mysteries yet to be discovered. But this story is a story that needs to be told because it's a, re a real life story that happened. That happened to me, that happened to Laser. I have a beautiful picture of Laser's father, Shmulek, Laser and myself at the office of Shmuel Chefetz. You have no idea the gladness that it brings to your soul. That when you see a youngster who has suffered so much, being able to be the, given the gift of feet to be like others, gives some understanding to God's ways, gives some understanding to the concept of divine providence. The moral of the story that I have learned, be aware of divine providence, that God loves us all. The good, the bad, the ugly that happens to us is part of our journey. And it's all for the best. Even when it seems to be for the worst, our faith needs to kick in and saying, okay, it appears to be the worst, but I know God, you have a plan just like he had the plan so that laser could finally get his two prosthetic legs. When someone offers you a kindness, accept it.
even though it may make you feel uncomfortable, even if you feel like you don't need it, you don't want it, it's not for you. If God set it up that someone offers you a kindness, accept it because we don't see the full picture. We don't understand where it's going to lead to. It's ripple effect. My case is an extraordinary case. How by me accepting the kindness of the prosthetic finger helped a burn victim get two prosthetic legs. That's extraordinary. And I got to learn the end result. But sometimes we don't know the end result. And that's okay too. Sometimes it's not revealed to us what the end result of you accepting your kindness. The concept is always to just ask. Ask God to reveal to you why and how you can do your part to make this world a better place. Let me share with you a beautiful anecdote story that actually happened. There's a great philanthropist, tycoon, wealthy person, Joe Plumeri. He was talking to a group of graduating students and he asked them if they knew about the Sears Tower in Chicago. Now the Sears Tower in Chicago in 1973 was the tallest building until the World Trade Center hovered over it. Everyone knew the Sears Center. Then he went on to explain that it is no longer called the Sears Tower. It is now called the Willis Tower. And he explained that he approached the owners of this tower building to lease about 18% of the office space that's there. But he said it comes with one condition to change the name from Sears Tower to the Willis Tower. And they agreed. This landmark, Sears Tower, is no longer the Sears Tower, it's the Willis Tower. And the students asked him, how did you do this? And he said, because I asked. And when I read the story, I learned from this, that when we have an inspiration, when we have a need, where we have an event in life, we need to ask. We need to ask God for His assistance. We need to ask our acquaintances, our loved ones for assistance. We need to ask. If you don't ask, we don't get. And when Mr. Shmuel Chefetz asked Rabbi Kotlarski, can I provide the rabbi who was just shot in the mass shooting with a spare finger? He just asked. And Rabbi Ketlarski asked me. And through all those asking, Lazik Alperin was able to get his prosthetics. This is the lesson of life. 
there is a ripple effect and a chain reaction to everything we say, we do, and we think. So we don't underestimate our ability, our powers, our gift that God has given us. Every day we wake up, we thank God, and we ask God, give me direction so that I can make this day a complete day. So I can have my day be an effective day that will affect the whole world. God bless you. God loves you.